Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once again. This is episode number 188, entitled Headless versus Not Headless. It was published on Thursday the 16th of July 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and a few bits of housekeeping before we begin. Please head over to wpbuilds.com. Over there you'll find all of the content that we produce. Most of it is to do with WordPress, but there's an awful lot on there. There's a menu at the top and a few links I'd like to suggest that you click on. Click on the subscribe link, that's the first link, and you'll get to a page where you can, well, basically keep in touch with everything that we produce. There's a couple of newsletters to sign up to, and there's links which will enable you to sign up on your favourite podcast player, plus... Find us on Twitter, join our Facebook group of over 2,600 very friendly WordPressers, and there's YouTube channels and so on and so forth. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Another one which I mention each week and seems to be growing in popularity is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. You'll be able to find on there a page with tons of WordPress deals. Plugin and theme developers have reached out to me and offered us coupon codes. So far, none of them have been removed. They've been up there some in cases for many years. So you can find them, you can filter and search from that page, and you never know, if you're in the market for something this week, you might be able to get yourself a few dollars off. Another page to mention would be wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you've got a product or service and you'd like to get it in front of a WordPress-specific audience, well, we can help you do that. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. A company that have done that, ah, AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. The best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress Block Editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Just to let you know what we produce each week, you're listening to the podcast that comes out every Thursday. And on a Monday, we do two things regularly. We do a live WordPress news. That's at 2 p.m. UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live to find out about that. But we also do a edited editorial version of the news, which comes out at 7 a.m. UK time. If you're subscribed to this podcast, you'll get that each and every week. But uh, yeah, so that's what's happening on a Monday, on a Thursday and also on a Tuesday. Currently, I'm doing an episode series with Sabrina Zaidan, and we're exploring what it's like to take a plugin from zero to 10,000 installs. We're working from the basis that we don't know what we're doing, and each week we add a little bit more to our armory of things that we've tried out and things that have succeeded and failed. And it's really interesting. Please come and join us 2 p.m. UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live again, or in the Facebook group and join the conversation. You never know, you might learn something. I certainly am. Okay, this week we are talking about headless versus not headless. It's a debate with David Wormsley and I. So there seems to be a growing trend at the moment to take our sites to some kind of headless technology, some kind of static technology. The idea being you are able to serve up a static flattened HTML file. There's a variety of different hosting companies that do this, but it's all fraught with problems. It might be a difficult thing to implement on your own. There might be inconvenient conveniences, plugins don't work, certain things don't work as you've expected, but then there's also upsides. It might be faster, it might be more secure. So we debate that today. 
I hope you enjoy it. Hello, today we are debating headless WordPress versus not headless. So this topic was suggested by Fayez Ahmed, who's a good friend of ours in our WordPress group. And I probably thought that we wouldn't be foolish to take on this topic because both of us are non-developers and this is a fairly weighty topic. But anyway, we figured why not? Because I guess most people are similar to us. And this is, in fact, I said to you, Nathan, earlier, didn't I? Every time this is mentioned, I have to look up what we're talking about when people say headless WP. It's still one of those kind of new concepts. Yes, I suspect that we will demonstrate ignorance in abundance during this episode <laughs> because although I think we've got a handle on aspects of it, um, mm. I would imagine there's people in our community who will be yelling at us, no, no, that's not what it means. Um, but I suppose it's fair enough. You know, I think a lot of the people in our community will have an, an equal level of understanding of it because it's just not something you normally stray into. I think it's it's pretty much a tinfoil hat episode, you know, a propeller, <laughs> a propeller head episode. And um, yeah. and so we'll do what we can. We'll make mistakes yeah. along the way, I'm sure. And like I said, reveal ignorance. But that's probably widespread ignorance as well so the caveat emptor that's what's going to happen yes and it's something particularly new because it's taken off only because we have the rest api now being bundled into wordpress itself so i suppose we better explain exactly what it is so i've got a little thing that i've written down because i wouldn't remember this so okay. a headless wordpress is in simple terms when you separate the back end of wordpress so the admin dashboard side the php and the database stuff from the front end the website that the visitors see sometimes it's called decoupling so that's kind of the basic overview of what this is and whether it's a good idea nathan yeah. you're going to take the argument for headless aren't you yes i think i will i'm gonna i'm gonna go that side because i do actually think there are honestly some benefits um but i i equally think that you you've got a very very easy win today <laughs> i think it's going to be difficult to persuade many of us to go over to the headless side um yeah, just be, yeah. because of the well the things that you're about to demolish me with but i must <laughs> say at the outset, there's going to be a significant amount of people as well for whom this will be absolutely perfect. And we'll probably tease out who those people might be in the next 40 minutes or so. Yeah. So go on. Give us the main reason why we should even consider this. Well, the first thing to say is just to sort of add some clarity to to my understanding of it. And, and I'm going to be talking about hosting you know, over the next few minutes. So I'm going to be talking about a, a mm. new brand of hosting company that's come along that allow this to happen. Um, so there are a few companies out there, most notably companies like Stratic, um, we've had Miriam on the news on several occasions, and she's talked t about it to us. And there are other companies like Hardy Press and GetShifter as well. And they've got this really interesting angle in that they they are able to serve up WordPress websites really quickly. That is to say, the page load time is very, very fast indeed. And also, they, they offer the benefit of increased security. And I think those are the main thrusts of these uh, headless static hosting companies, the security and the speed. And the, the way that they do that is that when you log in to your WordPress website, it's a much more difficult process. So what you have to do is, and I'm, I'm going to use Stratic as an example here because I've used this platform. Mm. 
Um, you log into Stratic, and once you've logged into Stratic, all of your websites are shown in their dashboard. You then click on the website that you'd like to interact with, and then you have to wait a moment or two, typically like 10, 15, 20 seconds, something like that. And what's happening is they're actually they're actually creating a virtual private server with that website on it. In other words, WordPress, until you logged in and clicked that button, it just didn't exist. It wasn't on the internet, even though your website was, which is fairly strange. Mm. And you wait a few seconds. Mm. You can then interact with WordPress in the normal way on this little VPS. And when you've made all of your changes and updated your posts and what have you, you then have to not log out of WordPress. You have to actually click a button. And what happens is the their their platform goes out and a bit like Google bot, it searches the internet, their platform goes and searches your website and follows all the links and finds out what all the pages are and what have you. Then once it's found all of those, it makes a flat copy of that website. That is to say, it just mm. keeps the HTML, presumably all the resources, the images and JavaScript and CSS and whatever else. And then it shuts WordPress down. So the 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 idea is that when you then search for your website or you browse your website it's ser it's serving up a flat html file and you can imagine mm -hmm. how quick that is there's no queries you know it doesn't have to do anything with a database it's everything is done and mm -hmm. and i can honestly say without hesitation that they are really fast um these websites load in the exact same amount of time it takes to to transfer that data across the across the wire so they are really quick and you, you can really see it you know you you go yeah. to in my case i've interacted with the big orange heart website because they use stratic for hosting and yeah. and you, you just navigate on the menu and it's like you click the button bam the page is there you go to another page bam it's there you know it's really quick um yeah. and because wordpress simply is not switched on you know, the WordPress website just doesn't even exist whilst you whilst it's not uh, active on the Stratic hosting platform. There's no there's no opportunity for hackers to do naughty stuff because there is no PHP backend running. There is no ability for them to to sort of you know let's let's see if we can find a, a nifty. Well, I'm th talking about hackers now. Let's see if we can mm. find a, a clever ruse to to inject some dodgy stuff into your website and take over your website it just can't be done so that was a long ramble i apologize mm. but the, the primary benefit i think is speed and security and you you know i don't care what you say <laughs> you cannot you, you you just can't do it faster or you can't do it more securely i, I just can't see a way of making that argument uh, upside no. down you know it just that it wins on that front but here's, I guess, when I first heard about this, I thought, well, largely I'm serving up HTML anyway through caching plugins. I know it's not going to be as fast, but I wonder, because there's a cost to many of these services which are greater than the, the kind of things that I would pay for my uh, regular hosting uh, or services, that I just think, is that speed enough for me? And do I have enough security issues? So, you know, it doesn't take too much, is it? If you've, you've got a system to update your plugins regularly, monitor those, and you choose your plugins well and choose good hosting, security is so rarely a problem for most of us looking after kind of average kind of clients. I can see why you might need this. 
because every second will count if you've got a big player and security if you've really got a big client probably would justify the cost but otherwise i struggle yeah i'm I'm totally with you i mean although we hear horrific stories about people's websites being exploited and you know when a, when a major plugin suddenly has a very serious vulnerability we all run around like headless chickens and and uh, get ourselves fixed up but you're right yeah it, you know although security is a concern i'm just not really having experience with that too much because i like you you know i choose my plug plugins mm-hmm. fairly wisely and i update them habitually you know at least yeah. once a day possibly more and yeah. and you're right you know it, i think I think it's interesting. The, the problem is, though, is those moments where we do run around like headless chickens. You know, I, I'm sure that you you and I can both remember it, m- yeah. moments in the last 12 months where you did read something in a Facebook group or an email came through and you thought, darn, right, put everything down, go and update. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe in the time it took you to read that email, somebody got in. And it's possible, right? Whereas with these platforms, yeah. that's completely removed. So it's, it's a bit like insurance, right? You just... You, there is no vector for hacking your website, or at least I can't think of one. Maybe there is some tiny possibility that there is a, a hack that could be performed on these platforms, but it's the 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 attack vector is massively reduced. So you're right yeah. if you choose your plugins carefully and you update, fine. But what about all those people who don't? Who then mean yeah. that the rest of us are getting spammed with email all the time because yeah. somebody didn't bother to secure their website? Yeah, exactly. Well, I my trump card in this is always going to be, particularly with WordPress. I mean, I think what's made WordPress so popular is all of its plugins, and and this isn't going to help you any longer if you're decoupled from that PHP, your WooCommerce, your Forms, all of those plugins that we love from WordPress. They're gone, aren't they? Yeah, they're. I mean, let's let's be clear. I suppose most plugins perform a function to output some flat html anyway right you know they there's there's quite a lot of plugins that that yeah. just just push stuff onto the page you know it might be i don't know sure. um the, the way that a particular aspect of your site looks but you're right when you come to things like uh forms and mm. let's say searching and filtering those kind of plugins mm. which are constantly going back to the database and saying okay just show me blue cars just show me red cars. That kind of stuff is, as far as I'm aware, not possible. Now, I know that a, that a few of these platforms have endeavored to get things like Gravity Forms and Contact mm-hmm. Form 7 working. And I, I don't quite understand how they do that, but they've managed to do it. Uh, but you're right. If you've got interactivity, so for example, WooCommerce and you know any Forms plugin you might like, because... There is no PHP running because the database is not there to be queried. All of that stuff falls down. So there are definite use cases. And I would say yeah. that sites with static content um, yeah. are perfect. But yeah, if you need to... Uh, I suppose people like um, Stratic and HardyPress and GetShifter would come back and simply say, well, just use a, just use a hosted solution for your forms. Go and go and pay for a, a forms yep. platform, which is you know secure and online, and that's what they do. And then embed the form on your website, and that'll work. And that's that's true. There are ways around it. Yeah, but it does you know for me because it is a lot of the dynamic content that you get with WordPress, which brings you into WordPress, as opposed to creating a HTML site. You know, 
And and I think you're losing that. So it, that's the bit I would struggle with. Although I think I probably understand the fact that the way that you use it, you're used to WordPress as the end user. That's your way of getting the data out there. And it takes care of the security and the speed. I can see the benefits for sure yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, it, there clearly are benefits, but I'm sure you're about to... Um to list a whole bunch of things which are are inconvenient shall we say with this setup yeah but maybe i mean one thing we haven't covered actually because we are talking about kind of one use of it really this the kind of site generator type use of it i think the the people you know if we're doing headless wp versus headless i think so many people are excited if they're developers that that you can decouple so those benefits that because they can work with whatever kind of language that they want to in teams of developers separate to the back end so the client can be using the back end the back end putting in the data but those front end developers on you know larger projects can work with other languages and manipulate that data send it wherever they want so we're missing that a bit of the argument out because it's completely out of our capability, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's good to good to mention it though, right? The fact that um, yeah. WordPress can be used in that way. You know, it's used as the the interface, which is widely understood and known. Um, you know, there's all the, the the different things that WordPress is famous for, and obviously now things like Gutenberg. You know, that's just fabulous. You can input whatever it is that you want to input in there. Click publish, and then that data can be pulled pushed, shoved anywhere into any application using any application language. But as you say, um, it's a little bit beyond our pay grade, isn't it? I think if we start yeah. to if we start to discuss that, then we're probably going to, you know, go into a whole mess of weeds. But but you're right. I mean, I bet there's a load of people who are f for whom that's exactly what headless means. You know, just the yeah. ability to interact with WordPress. It does does kind of I do I do wonder a little bit why would you choose WordPress as the thing to yeah. to create the the data that you're creating, whether that's text or whatever. Why WordPress? Is it simply because it is familiar and loads of people are used to the way it looks? I, I wonder why not some other platform. I wonder why not just some. I don't know, a WYSIWYG editor like Tiny MCE on a page. Why WordPress? Yeah. What, what does it what does it have over over the opposition? And I just don't know. Yeah, you made a point to me earlier, and I thought it was a really good one. You know, you could see this may be a little bit pretentious, but um, you know, it, it, this technology could be a little bit how CSS was for website building, separating, decoupling one thing styles um, from the kind of content. I thought that was a really good point you made. I'm arguing your side now. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it I mean, could if, be the way that the future goes. Yeah, you know? if if you go back, what, ten years? No, goodness, no, that's an exaggeration. More like twenty years, isn't it? Since CSS came along, I can't remember. But you know, there was a time where if you wanted something to look nice on the internet, uh, a web page, you had to do everything basically within the HTML that you were creating. So, you know, inline styles and all of that. And then some genius thought, hmm, this is a mess. Let's create a language called CSS so that we can decouple the the way it looks from the actual text and so on and so forth and that was brilliant because it then created a whole industry of people who became experts at CSS who could really wrangle things to look brilliant and and so the people who were creating the the content for the web page had had now no need to worry about the way it looked because somebody else could take care of that so you could you know you could create a team you're the content creators and you are the people that make it look nice 
And I suppose yeah. in a sense that's what this is doing. You know, you're decoupling the, the, the WordPress from where it goes and what what can be done with it. I mean, I can I, because I'm not a developer. I'm 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 sort of struggling to reach for a, an exact use case of this, but. You know, you create something in WordPress, it goes off to some other platform, some Laravel application or some React mm. application, and and it's something wonderful can be done with that, and it can be passed in some way or fiddled with in some way, and, and, and an output can be created that PHP and WordPress simply isn't up to that job. And yeah. so it is exciting, um, but just not something that's in my wheelhouse. So we just have to <laughs> yeah. move along, please. Yeah, well, exactly. But I think, you know, the, those who are excited by headless is that idea, isn't it? That you, you decouple that content. They can, you know, do that with whatever language they like. And you could move around from, you know, whatever CMS you want. So it wouldn't necessarily just be a thing for WordPress. You know, you, you could effectively once you've decoupled it. But the downside of this, and this is one of the arguments against it, if it's truly headless like that, then you really don't have a WYSIWYG, which is what most of us like to use, a page builder where we can control the, the content yeah and honestly I, I, I'm just about to shoot myself in the foot and argue from the other point I do like um, the fact that everything I do in WordPress is in WordPress you know it's just yeah, nice yeah. to know that you've got some semblance of understanding of what's happening but you know I'm not working for a big company with big teams of people for whom it's just expedient and necessary to decouple all these things and yeah, so it's just a different use case, and and I quite like the fact that I know largely what's going on because of what I've installed and what I've managed to learn over the years. Yeah, and you know, I'm still in the dilemma really with some clients whether you know even WordPress was over the top in the first place. So, you know, the idea of moving to WordPress to create the content, then to turn that into HTML for speed and security, seems like well, should I take a few steps back with a lot of my clients or a lot of people that need websites you know it's really whether i should have just been doing it in html anyway should i be going back to dreamweaver maybe <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's interesting i built a i built a one page website for a client probably about mm. three weeks ago and i was about halfway through it and this, so this is a vanilla install of wordpress i was about halfway through it and i just thought this is total overkill you know, it's, it's one page. What's the point? And then, then I thought, well, actually, I like the tools. I like my page builder. It allows me to do all these things. But then, as soon as it was finished, I thought, well, what's the benefit now of having WordPress? Why don't I just view the source somehow, you know, overwrite where the images are stored? and Because it's basically, it's a bunch of CSS, um, mm -hmm. like maybe a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of JavaScript and some images and text. And that's basically all it is. And I thought, well, I could easily package up the the javascript and the css and just have it all in one folder on you know and and point the dns to where that folder is and so on and and job's done and then i just suddenly thought do you know what i've got all the tools to update these plugins anyway i've got yeah. the i've got the capability to do all of this i'll just stick with wordpress and because then it suddenly occurs to me what if i've made a typo what if they want to come back in yeah. two weeks' time and say, actually, could you just change that word to that word? And I, th I suddenly was hit with this, ah, yeah, although it would be kind of cool, hmm, it would also have yeah. its massive drawbacks as well. So, yeah, but that's me doing that, whereas something like, um, you know, these, these hosting companies that flatten everything, Stratic and so on, I've still got WordPress. It's just not alive until I click a button. So all of the benefits are there with with, you know, very few downsides. 
Mm. But you gave me one of the points which I could argue against you earlier, which was the fact that even so, it still takes quite a long time to compile once you've done your updates in what you're familiar with and then send it off to be compiled again and served up securely. There's still quite a wait time within these things, isn't there? So you can't just, like you say, correct something easily. Yeah, so let's say, for example, that I've um, been onto these hosting platforms and I've created a page and I've clicked save. There's then a period of time, and I'm, I'm going to say it's like 20 minutes. It could be more, it could be less. I suppose it depends on the size of your site, uh, in which it's crawling and figuring out what 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 to save and what have you. I'm not entirely sure if I can then go back in whilst that crawling is happening and update something. Let's say I've suddenly realized I've spelt a word wrong and I just want to remove one letter. I'm not sure if I have to wait uh, and mm. then when it's all been, you know, correctly saved and the, the platform has said, yep, your website's now published, you can go and check it. Do I have to wait until that's done or can I spin up the VPS again and interact mm. with it? I'm just not sure. Um, but certainly there is there's an additional burden there. And so I feel that if it's just me, that's a burden mm. that I can live with, right? Because... I can just wait 20 minutes. Even even if that's what I have to do, I can just go and do something for 20 minutes and then come back and mm. publish that update. Um, depending, well, I suppose there might be critical situations where you really, really need to correct something. You know, if you'd put something that was yeah. politically inflammatory and you were being, like, you know, castigated on Twitter, um, yeah. and the phone was ringing with the BBC calling you, how dare you, moral outrage, um, and you need to get this thing removed immediately. Can you do that? I don't know. I just don't know how 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 that would work. Yeah, me neither. One thing that I did look at, um, I found some article where it linked to a whole bunch of plugins which would help you to take your WordPress install to go headless. And I think I looked at about three, maybe four of them that were out there, but I noticed that they had very, very low numbers and installs. Maybe that's the way the plugin works. I could be misreading. But the, the one that had the most, which was only 300 plus, um, had not been updated for the last three installs of WordPress, for the last updates of WordPress. So I just wonder the popularity of this and whether it will take off. Because I mean, it sounds ideal if all of the WordPress plugins became, let's imagine a world where, you know, the REST API and Gutenberg itself is going across different CMSs and some of the plugins could be shared because they've all gone headless. Imagine the control that we might have over that kind of thing. But to me, it just seems like it's not taking off enough yet. Yeah, that is an interesting point, and I, I would be interested to know in our community how many people are looking at this seriously, or if it's mm. just a very edge case, you know, if there's just mm. one or two people who are looking at doing it. I mean, obviously, I'm in the lucky position in that, you know, I'm allowed to log into the Big Orange Heart website and what have you, and that's great, so I've had, to, I've had a bit of experience with that. And, and I, the benefits have become clear in certain constrained situations, right? But I'm just mm. wondering whether this is for everybody, you know, whether or yeah. not this is just, is it too much overhead? Is anybody really interested in it? It's interesting mm. that a lot of the venture capital seems to be mm. moving in this direction. You know, Stratic just mm. received a round of, I think it was $6 million from various wow. Sil Silicon Valley companies. So there's serious people thinking this is a serious proposition. But at the minute, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there, you know, there's a big swing towards it. In other words, is this just a new technology which has become available, which is interesting because it's new, 
or is yeah. it is it interesting because there's value in it and it will carry on being interesting into the future or you know in 10 years time will we still be working with ever increasingly fast and secure servers hopefully that obviate the problem yeah and i can't help but think you know how silly this episode might look in years to come it would be like you know having a conversation now about this css will never take off you know yeah yeah no this conversation is going to be silly like tomorrow David. don't, <laughs> don't worry yeah. about that it is now one other thought though on this um you know you so you go to all these lengths to um you know get this speed uh, with your security but you're using wordpress and most people these days will be using a page builder which itself is some kind of compromise it, you know it adds more html css and javascript than it absolutely needs to you know wouldn't the time be better spent on that side of things what do you mean? I'm, I'm not. Well, following you know, it. it's, there's all this extra hassle to to you know to increase the speed and security. Well, speed mainly. I'm just talking about here. You know, to turn this into HTML, and then you have to not have some of the PHP plugins that you've got. But for for most of us now using WordPress, we're using some kind of page builder, and those page builders are, are you know, whatever they are, there is a little bit more bloat than there needs to be. So if speed was so important. You know why it's kind of like you're solving the problem after you've created it. Oh, I see. You're yeah, yeah, you're improving problems, but wouldn't the energies be better spent on? You know, it still sends me back to if you really want this, why are you just not creating really well set out HTML pages? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, if you if you examine the um, the HTML that's that's provided by page builders it's it's there's lots of divs shall we say divs within yeah. divs it's divs all the way down and um yeah I, I suppose if you are serious then um then yes you could go to those lengths I, i'd be interested to know let, let's say for example that i serve up a dot html file a flat file and mm. it's got let's say it's got two thousand lines of mm. lorem just just two thousand solid lines of lorem how long would that take to go across the wire to my internet connection as opposed to one that had 200 lines? I, I wonder if the difference just for text is is even worth it, you know. I mean, so the, the yeah, problem right. is creating that, isn't it? It's the PHP that's needed to actually pass that and make it happen and that you know that querying of the database and the creation of all of those divs within divs, it all has to be done by wordpress and the database and all of that but the the serving up of i imagine you could serve up a boatload of yeah. raw text in a fraction of a second so i'm not sure whether that argument would hold it'd be interesting <laughs> to speed test that actually i'd be interested to know uh, just as an example of that you know when you um when you look at like the view source of a of a web page sorry i don't mean view source when you download like a a, a, a text file or something like that these mm. things come across so breathtakingly quick these days i'm mm. i don't know I, I, but my guess is that you know if you've got ten thousand lines of lorem or 50 lines of lorem i bet you could blink and it would be there yeah you're right you <laughs> i made a useless point there with that well let's and one other thought i've had because i've run out of things that i actually wrote down to talk about but it's just occurred to me going back before my wordpress days there were quite a few platforms out there that would allow you to um 
add functionality to HTML sites. So you could kind of like sort of slot in bits of your CMS wherever you like. So um, clients could go in and it was almost like a page builder where they could go and change certain sections of, of their site. But the other pages where they didn't need to change things weren't in this kind of CMS. I can't remember the name of any of those, but there was a whole bunch of those. Hmm. And you think, well, maybe they still have the same problem. I suppose they're still connected for security. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, it just strikes me as another thing that you never hear of these days. I'm going to, um, I'm going to give you a free, uh, a free criticism of mm. the, the static site generators, um, and that is Teams. I'm just going to say Teams, ah. and then I'm going to back away and hope that you pick, pick up on it and, and <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Yes. Well, you get you gave the information before that length of time that you need for it to be generated, and then it's serving up the site for you temporarily. It means that you can't work in a team at the same time on the site, do you? You have to communicate. I'm going on now. Yes. Is so correct. Yeah. Well, it, I, I I I could be wrong about this, but certainly this is this is something that those kind of platforms bring with them right so imagine yeah. that i've just clicked publish and i'm unclear on this um does that mean that everybody who's currently editing stuff has their you know it, it, are their edits gone because yeah. it's now saving everything on the website and you know you're halfway through writing something um in other words do you need manual office based i don't know maybe you do it on slack or messenger or something you 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 have to go around the team and say look everybody out i'm about to click publish or at the very least save draft and i'm about to click publish in other words do you need some sort of housekeeping rules um <laughs> sops for when to click publish who has the right to publish do you have to communicate with the ceo who then says yes publish <laughs> Um, yeah. And so that's an interesting one. So again, it raises questions. How how do these platforms cope with teams? How do they cope with minor revisions? How do they cope with all of that kind of stuff? And yeah, I, I don't, I, don't I, have I, an answer. No, and I, but I think that's, you know, sp specific to the site generators, the static site generators, I guess, but I don't understand this, but the people who would say, oh, we use headless WordPress as a team of developers. And because we've decoupled it, you know, we work to our, everybody can be working on this because they're using some other kind of system yes. to be working with that code. So yeah, yeah that was very you know, specifically some, some these site generators. Yeah. Yeah, they might argue that it actually gives you more freedom on that. So the problem is we've really reached the limits of our knowledge haven't we on this i think we reached the limits of our knowledge about 30 minutes ago <laughs> which is about 30 seconds after we started recording <laughs> yeah so now it's an interesting chat and be, and because we're you know normal folk in the wordpress community not not really developing stuff and with a with an understanding of this stuff gleaned from what we've managed to hear online and what we've managed to try out ourselves i think there's merit in the conversation because maybe Maybe we've dropped a few clangers along the way and people will then chime in and get us straight. And by, by dropping the clangers and being told what's right, we've learned. So that's, you know, I think there's merit. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I liked it because now I won't have to Google headless every time somebody mentions it. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, I think this podcast is founded upon that principle of make terrible <laughs> mistakes regularly and be told the truth after the fact. That is, uh, that is our mantra. <laughs> <laughs> okay are we done yes i think so i think so anyway please if you've got any thoughts on this you know if we have 
clearly missed the target or we've just said something which is in error or maybe we good grief i mean what's the possibility maybe we said something which is true uh, let us know that'd be nice <laughs> but yeah thanks for that david <laughs> okay cheers there we go. I hope you enjoyed that. Always a pleasure chatting with David Wormsley about these things. Maybe you got something out of that. Perhaps headless or static hosting is something you want to explore. You think that the features and the benefits, security and speed and so on, are going to be something you would benefit from. Perhaps you're the other side of the coin. You think this is too much too much hassle, too many problems, too many things that go wrong and plugins that don't work. It's too unfamiliar. Tell us what you think. Reach out to us in our Facebook thread or you can go to the website and look for the comments right at the bottom and make some comments there. We'd very much appreciate that. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part, it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, we'll be back next Thursday for another podcast. This time it'll be an interview. We'll be back on Monday for our weekly WordPress news, the curated version at 7am UK time, and the live version at 2pm in the afternoon. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And don't forget, Tuesday, Sabrina Zidane and I chatting about plugin installs. All that remains for me now is fading in some cheesy music. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>